Hello, we are live from Las Vegas, and you are listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with Microsoft, the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, Takeoff, and Sezzle. The OmniTalk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but more importantly, a little happier each week too. Today is March 30th. I am your host, Ann Mazinga. And I am Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss all the top headlines making waves in the world of omni-channel retail. Chris, how Anne, we are alive still. We, we survived Shop Talk. We, we survived. survived another week in Vegas. Another oh my gosh. four or five nights in Vegas. I've lost count. Even though it's a pretty tame Vegas weekend, we were in bed, what, by like 8.30 last night? Oh, my while gosh. While everyone else is booming to Flo Rida. Oh, my gosh. Flavor Flay. Getting in the pool. Cardi B, too. I have not. Yeah, yeah, people were getting in the pool last with, night. In with all their all-white all clothes all on. All-white. It was an all-white party, right? Yeah. That, Pe- people that's were extreme. People were let out the house. Let out the house. They say, let out as the they house. say. That is true. That is true. But, man, it was fun. Oh, it you was. You crushed it today, too. Oh, You were on thanks. stage. Yes. Or... Yeah, yeah. Well, today, yesterday, for yesterday, for those listening live to this for when we air it, but you crushed it. You had the panel. You did the panel on the fast five technologies right. to look for in the future that yeah. you would bet on. And you had a cool group of panelists that shared their thoughts and insights yeah, with you. The, the awesome. panelists were amazing. I think the best part about it was we took what was a very forward thinking shop talk. And I think we're able to make that, uh, actionable for some retailers and brands in the audience as they, you know, leave here. Shop talk is always great about being like a very innovative, uh, conference, but then how do you take those things home and actually start to do something? That's, that's a great point. I think the audience should know that too. Cause like my favorite part of it was at the end, you said like, okay, we just talked about, you know, five different technologies that people need to have on their roadmap. And you said, you said, which of them would you prioritize? Yeah. And most of the discussion was around fit tech and some around the metaverse and some around visual AI. Mm-hmm. And to a person, they all said, you know what? You just got to get fulfillment right, right? Yeah. Now. Right. Like just get the basics of that, right? It's table stakes. And that's an important thing to remember that, you know, with the gloss and glam of all the things that we can talk about technologically and yeah. all the startups here that the blocking and tackling is still where the much of the bulk of retail is made. Retail is detail, as my boss, Don Block, used to say, and. Shout out to Don. That's a that's a good quote. Retail is detail. Yeah, yeah I, like I like that, that too. It, it's not as good as everyone is welcome at this craft table that we heard from Michaels today, but um, <laughs> everyone is welcome at the Michaels craft table. Yes, yes, that's true. We did hear that. But hey, I want to give a real shout out to you before you get started. And we'll get into the headlines here in a second. Real big thank you to our sponsors again, of course, Meta for all the all the great podcasts they help us put out this week. I think our best podcast absolutely in history yeah. for a show. And of course, Firework, who's our partner on the live streaming. They were the talk of the town too. Oh my of all gosh. the startups, the they were the ones. of the ball. Yep. My buddy Ken Pilot came up to me. He's like, "Did you hear about Firework?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude. They're our sponsor. <laughs> We've been on them for a while. They're great." But uh, yeah, shout out to Ken too. We love him. Um, all right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Let's all right, get it. Let's do this. All right. In today's Fast Five, we've got news on Instacart unveiling a whole new suite of services, Red Wing shoes, and Fit Tech. Adidas plans to take over college sports. Walmart's doing PJs over Scandigo. But first, we take off with some of the greatest news we have heard in a long time. And yes, sorry about that, Chris. I was keeping you from your read. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't uh, do that read on the spot. Headline number one. So buy now, pay later is coming to the pump, y'all. Gas prices are high. And now you can split those into four easy payments. Klarna is partnering with Chevron and Texaco to let customers pay for their gas in industry interest-free installments. So according to retail leader 
Klarna has alerted users of its app that they can grab gas or snacks at these retailers and cover it and split the cost over six weeks. Chris, um, we are also bringing it right to you this morning. We're yeah, going to, we're going to dive I'm right sure in. You are. I'm sure I get, I'm sure I'm getting the question. A&M consumer yep, and retail group. They want to put you way. on the spot. First thing All right, today. Let's do it. Bring right. it. Bring right. it. I'm, I'm four days in Vegas, but I'm ready. You are ready. I'm ready. All right, here it is. So clearly buy now, pay later has been a rising trend, but it is somewhat surprising to see it hit a routinely necessary, necessary category like gasoline. What do you think? Is this a great fintech innovation that solves a genuine consumer need during these unprecedented inflationary times? Or have we now fallen too far down the slippery slope of credit issuance? That's a great Ooh, question. That is a great question. I love that. I love what we do with them every week. It's yeah. such a great, it's such a great partnership. AM Consumer Retail Group. They always bring great questions. But anyway, I would answer that question very simply. I actually think this solves a consumer need at all times. All times. It's not, it's not related to the pandemic. It's not related to inflation. It's just a need that everyone has all the time, which is stretching their budgets as far as possible. That is a basic human desire. Yes. So for me, this is cancel freaking Christmas, Anne. Yeah. I freaking love this. My only question is, and I've taken freaking full credit for this. I first wrote, this is my very first national article I ever wrote in 2017. Retail Dive picked it up. Shout out to the editor at the time, Laura Heller, who took a chance on me. And I, I wrote the article about a firm in Walmart and how one day I could see buy now, pay later oh, yeah, I remember coming this. into the grocery space even. And so that's my thing. I think gasoline totally makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, you're using credit cards at the pump. It's just a different form of credit that is paid for by the retailer, yep. right? And if the retailer is willing to take that cost, get that conversion, which I think you got to think about, right, in this day and age, yep. When it, I think it's, it's not long before we're going to see it come into grocery. I was talking about this with some people at the show, like, it's pretty prevalent as mm -hmm. the dominant form of credit in other places like Australia at this point. Right. This thing's exploding. It's only amount of time. I'd love to see somebody like a Walmart be big and bold yeah. right now, give back to America, put America first, put their brand promise of save money, live better yes. first. We'll see. Time will tell. But yes, I think it is to answer that question unequivocally. I think this is a need that is always out there. I completely agree. I think I can understand the hesitancy with buy now, pay later exploding. And some of the concerns around, you know, is this just going to get people into more debt? It's, you know, just because it's got a different name, it's still, you yeah. know, credit. However, I think that the difference here is that again, like you said, Chris, the retailers are taking on the costs of those installment. They're, they're securing those. Yeah. And the alternative for a lot of people are things like payday loans. I mean, it's like right. being gouged to get an advance on your, on your, um, your, your paycheck. And so I think that this makes a ton of sense in these categories, especially even more so in these categories than anything else. Like this to me, it should have been like the first place that we started to see BNPL roll out versus like, you know, paying for a TV in 10 installments or whatever. Yeah. Even the people that like use their credit card at the pump to pay off their bill every month, like it's still better for them to split the payment. Right. right. So like right. it's helping, it's helping everyone. Right. This is, this is why I love this technology. It literally helps everyone in every situation. Yes, we need more regulation. Yes, people are calling for it. Hopefully it comes. But anyway, we move, we move on. All right. This was this was my favorite headline of the weekend. <laughs> I know. Um, I think it, it starts to give me some, some justification for some predictions I made at the end of last year. But we'll get to that in a second. So Instacart announced the launch of Instacart Platform, a suite of technologies and services for retailers. And yes. according to the fun handout, left on the chair of the auditorium in advance of the Instacart CEO's keynote at Shop Talk, 
The services include five key areas, which are e-commerce, fulfillment, in-store technology, ads, and insights. And your thoughts before I rail the hell on this one. Oh my gosh. Uh, this reminds me of that Mitch Hedberg joke that Holden just from my panel just <laughs> told me from right. huge where he's like, uh, I'm going to give you this flyer. Are you going to throw it away or should I? Um, they're all over out the chairs. So look, I, we did an interview with DoorDash, uh, Shauna Prive, the VP of Global Partnerships this week, um, leading up to Shop Talk. And I think that what I'm noticing, I, mm. I guess I'm going to, I know you have a, a rant among all rants do, to go probably, on for yeah. this, but I, I'll just possible. say what I'm noticing is that from Shipped, we talked to Rena Hurst this week, from Shauna at DoorDash, all of these third-party delivery companies are experimenting all over the place yep. right now because they have to figure out how to make this business profitable. Mm -hmm. They know that the consumer wants it. They know that the retailers want it, but I think that they are, they're going to have to try like Instacart is doing to put mm -hmm. out as many levers as possible as they can serve for their retail partners in order to continue to sustain the business. Um, so I, I think that's, that explains why we're seeing this from Instacart. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not grocers, especially and retailers are going to to give this business up to Instacart, they're going to trust Instacart to be white labeling this kind of stuff. I, I have a really hard time swallowing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think DoorDash is very different how they're approaching it. Like they've still got the restaurant side of the business. They've got, they're going into their own retail, which Instacart is basically shunning that option at this point. If mm -hmm. you listen to them talk, um, they've got the add-on uh, feature to their orders. Like they're doing some really unique and innovative things. They've got the scale. But yeah, you're right. I'm going to go on a rant. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Because let's Steve, hear it. And, and shout out to Steve Dennis, because Steve Dennis said he loves my rants on the show. So Steve, this rant is for you. This buds for you. I would I would describe this whole this whole uh, strategic positioning with one word, and that is pathetic. Uh, that is the word I would that I think best describes Instacart over the whole past year, to be quite honest with you. Wow. Like, yeah, I think she's been on the helm seven months. I think they I, I wrote in I wrote in Forbes last year that soon we're going to be calling this the company formerly known as Instacart. And because it goes to what you just said, which is when you're using gig workers to pick, pack, and deliver goods, that is ultimately a non-differentiated skill set amongst all the players. Right. Really? There's nothing you're really bringing to the table. And when I look, when I go in deep on the flyer that was left on the table, two of the services really just quite honestly, they piss me off. First is like the end-to-end -end fulfillment. Based on what at this point? Based on what have you shown the marketplace that you're able to do that? Right. You talked about micro fulfillment partnerships. Where are those? Right. Why haven't we seen those? Mm -hmm. But the one that really makes me pissed, it's downright laughable, Anne, is the in-store technology. Yeah, agree. I mean, come on. Like, what? It, it's laughable. It's just so laughable. Like, what? Because of caper? Like, you, you're, you're claiming you know, you're, you're an expert on in-store grocery technology? Like what you can send your workers in to pick goods. What else can you do? What else have you shown that you can do? It yeah. shows you how little you understand the operational side of retail in my mind. It shows you how you're thinking about this from the perspective of somebody who came from Facebook to now lead a company that by and large is based on operations, but there she's trying to push into ads and all that kind of thing, which you can see. Yeah. Ads makes sense. The the only other, like, I think counterpoint to the operations piece of it is we are seeing a lot of retailers who are using white label Instacart for fulfillment. Like they're using it to up op to operationalize curbside pickup, like Costco, for example. But I, but that said, I think the whole area of in-store technology is quite broad. And outside of that one use case, I don't know what others, but even sense. that's not defensible because like we've talked about delivery orchestration is going to come on the retailers are going to be able to use whoever they want for all these yep. services. 
all these services Instacart is trying to claim, all five of them are done by other people or done better by other people, right? Right. It's a very competitive space across that landscape. So at the end of the day, like, the, and, the, and the marketing side where they're trying, where probably their best position to make the sell, which is what she was doing on stage. She was trying to say like, come on board with us. We'll give you, we'll share, we'll co-share the advertising revenue from our platform because we know how to do that so well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so do retailers. Right. And you can stand up your own ad network as a retailer. Why would you share that money with Instacart? It makes no sense. Yeah. And I, I don't, honestly, I don't even know how she can look Wall Street in the eye on the in-store tech with a straight face. Like, okay, I'm done. I just think I just think it's an absolute joke. And not everyone agrees with me, by the way. No, there were a lot of people. There's a lot of people very excited about her presentation. Yes. And I completely disagree. Well, I think she gave a good she she gave a good presentation. She was selling hard, but that doesn't mean that what she's selling is something anybody is going to end up buying. Yeah. And buying into the whole the the stock, you know, devaluation as a way to incent new employees. Oh, that was. Come on. Yeah, Yeah, that one. That one was not not okay with me. But uh, okay. Are you going to be all right? I'm all right, Ann. I'm all okay. right. Yeah. Okay. I'm a okay. little, I'm a little road weary. So I hope everyone knows that. Yeah. In my comments. Okay. But I'm feeling good. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. We're going to go on to headline number three. So I love this one. Uh, yeah, me too. Red Wing Shoes announced this week that it is rolling out what it calls the ultimate fit experience to all of its 500 plus stores across the nation. Chris, do you want to know what that means? Of course I do, Ann. All right. So according to Chain Store Age, Red Wing Associates will help customers build a customized fit system, which includes work boots, insole, and socks, starting with a personal assessment of their work environment conditions and safety requirements. This will include the creation of a 3D model of customers' feet by way of another one of our interviews pre-shop doc. Yes. Uh, so timely. Yes, it is with Volumental's 3D foot scanner in store. Mike Van Godem, Red Wings VP and Chief Services Officer, said about the new offering, quote, our previous experience focused on standard 2D measurement and foot pressure points, and now we are enhancing that, adding in gait assessment and whole foot volume 3D measurement. We're excited to merge the art of our purpose-built shoes with the science of this new dynamic tech-driven approach to ensure the best fit for worker comfort and safety, end quote. Chris. And. Are you loving this as much as I am? You know, I think I'm converted. I think I'm converted. Yeah, no, I think that volumental interview, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, OmniTalk fans, go back and check it out because it really changed my perspective of how to think about this whole thing. And the quote I would pull out was when Brent Hollowell from Volumental said, we envision a future where you go on a website and it's no longer about, it's no longer about, you know, size medium, size 12 shoe. It's about- size you. Yes. And that being the next frontier of e-commerce user experience, which might be lofty as a goal, but if that can get pulled off and that's what this is driving at really yes. and Red Wings on the front end of this for sure. Um, I think that's powerful. Absolutely. And I think the data is all there to make that happen for consumers. And I think consumers want that. Yes. And I know you're, you, I know you feel that way and you're probably going to talk about that, but yeah, I see the four to you. Cause I, but you have me converted. I, as you know, I was very kind of skeptical of this, but now I'm very much in the, there's a there, there camp. Oh, I could not agree more. I think what we are going to see the shifts we're going to see, especially customer satisfaction. Number one, obviously finding the right shoe that fits the first time when you are investing in a boot, like a red wing boot, um, that is going to be great from a customer's perspective, but Chris, the, the potential return on investment 
from the retailers that they're going to see from reduced returns, from higher customer engagement and loyalty, because they know you have, it's like using Apple pay at the grocery store. Like people are going to start going to places where they're like, I know that if I go to any of these six retailers, I'm going to get something that fits me exactly the way that it should, regardless of new additions that come out, you know, or new materials that come out. I don't have to worry about that. I'm making things completely convenient. And especially, you know, for Red Wing, I I was really happy to see their name attached to this because a couple of years ago, they came out with these experiential stores, which I was kind of like, that's a cool idea from somebody like me in marketing, but for the actual customer that's coming in to buy Red Wing boots, they didn't need a place to like post up and work in a Red Wing shoe spot. This is a much, much more strategic and smarter way of bringing customers in and truly using your footprint to serve your customers' needs. So I, I have to give a ton of kudos to, uh, to Red Wing and to Volumental for this partnership. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Van Gotham. I used to work with him. Know him, know him a little bit. Oh, I and, mispronounced his yeah, name. No, that's okay. No worries. I'm sure he's okay with it. Cause he's Sorry, giving, Mike. giving a shout out, but no, it's great. But anyway, like it's great move. I think a point that you bring home to Anne is like, as much as the size you across the e-commerce landscape is aspirational, mm-hmm. it can very much be a part of a specific brand experience, especially for those customers that are very tied to a brand like a Red Wing Shoes, yes. a Nike, an Adidas as an example, which is a great segue into the next story. All right, and you fought for this one. Yeah, you fought for this I one. Like this. I conceded. Not, it wasn't that much of a push. I either. feel like I didn't. I only had to give you one Guinness before I got you to come to yeah, my you side. Did. On yes, we one. picked our headlines over Guinness last night. Uh, Adidas is going big. I mean, huge after college huge. sports and huge rather than going after individual sponsorship deals like Nike, Adidas and so like, like Nike and Adidas. Whoa, let me start that over. And that was terrible. <laughs> rather than going after individual sponsorship deals like Nike. Yes. Adidas, according to CNN, will create a name, image and likeness network for up to 50,000 college athletes to become paid endorsers for the brand. Tell everyone why you love this story. Man. Okay. I think this is a great idea. You have the Nikes of the world paying millions and millions and millions of dollars to now some college athletes, but primarily like the premier athletes of the world. And I love that Adidas is like, I don't know. Let's take the opposite approach. Let's go to the micro influencers. There's 50,000 college athletes. We're going to like, let them be in control of their own destiny. If they feel like they want to post once a week, like, great, who cares? We're going to attribute every single sale that comes in from their Instagram account to us. Um, versus like, you know, these gigantic influencers who, yes, it's cool that, you know, the, some football stars wearing this particular Nike shoe, but I think that they're going to see a much greater response from the campuses all over the country where it's right. like, yeah, this guy's the, the micro influencer on campus, especially like when BMOC. You, yeah. The big man on campus, yeah. big woman on campus, yeah. like WOC. That's right. Like, I think that's where we're going to start to see real traction, um, in these localized communities. And I think it opens up a ton of opportunity for Adidas too to start activations in those spaces, to start thinking about, like we saw shop talk, like crazy, uh, live content streams spinning off of this. Like there's so much potential here. Um, so that's why, that's why I wanted it included. I I, I think you're smart to want to include it. I'm glad you fought for it. I mean, I, 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 the thing I love about the stories as far, they are all great representations of how to think about omnichannel retail. Yes. All of them, even the Instacart one, because it tells you how to not think about it as well, in my opinion. But this one is particularly that too, is particularly on the other side of that. It's it's great omnichannel retailing because it's 
it's the, it's the marketplace idea of e-commerce brought to life by way of college athletes. Mm -hmm. And it shows me that Adidas understands the long tail game of how e-commerce works. And so, yes, you're right. There's just going to be additive volume over time from yes. all these different micro influencers, so to speak, raising the game for Adidas. Right. At a very low cost to Adidas, other than standing up the platform. Yeah, they only to do that. they only pay the influencers if their sales attributed to them. It's like zero cost up front. Like, let's totally. go. And I also think it's it very much in the ethos of the of the, the, the Adidas brand, too, or mm -hmm. Adidas if yeah. you're in Europe mm -hmm. um, relative to Nike and, you know, how much money they're going to throw at all these college athletes that, you know, whatever. But yeah, I love it. I think it's great. All right. Let's go into headline number five. Yeah, Chris, according to CNBC, Dun, dun, dun. Dude, the what's the what's the music. judge judy music i have music. no i've never I, watched judge judy. uh okay walmart what was the court from oh um, people's court people's wapner. court yeah, yeah judge wapner okay i have watched that all right let's i know that one like all right seven. today in wapner's court walmart is suing bjs over the over using scan and go technology so in the lawsuit, Walmart claims BJ's launched a self-checkout feature in its mobile app that is nearly identical to the Sam's Club Scan and Go app. The article also notes that Walmart holds multiple patents protecting the intellectual property for the self-checkout feature, which they debuted in 2016. Walmart alleges its, quote, innovations were simply taken without permission, end quote, by BJ's, which launched its contactless offering ExpressPay in late 2021. Quote, Express Pay is an apparent copy of Sam's Club Scan and Go, merely cha changing the in-app colors and changing the name from Scan and Go to Express Pay, end quote, the lawsuit says. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> you got to check your work on that one, BJ's. That's not going to, not looking good for you right now. Uh, Chris, what do you thought? What do you think? Oh, my thoughts are, I love this story. <laughs> I love this story. Like, I'm not ready to give this headline of the year, but like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep a close eye on my running list of the topics. For and you say I, I use oh, so much hyperbole. It's my new thing now because I was getting I was getting crap for it at the show. But mm -hmm. like, um, but it's close, man. It's close because I love it because it shows Walmart is protecting its. Turf, oh, yeah. Which tells me that scan and go is working, which we have long said it could and should be tried and deployed yes. for all the reasons because it personalized the experience, gives you lots of options to interact with your consumers. And Walmart is going to fight like hell to protect its position in the space, which it's not surprising. Oh man. Good on you, Kath McClay, who's at Shop Talk talking about how important. Did this you see her is. face when she said that? She was like, We take this very seriously. I was like, dang, get out of Kath McClay's way. She is not messing around here. Right. And if you could protect that turf, especially in the warehouse club industry, mm -hmm. like I, I think I've shared this on, on live stream, but my mom signed up for the Sam's Club membership because it was free to get $45 gift card. She used a scan and go feature. She's like, I'm never shopping another way. Yeah. She's 71 years old. She loves it. Yeah. Like that's huge. So they know that tells me the market needs to watch this because it means it tells me Walmart has something. Yeah. They're going to fight like hell to keep it. it means other people should figure out how to do it. Right. And BJ's, if that isn't all true, like what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like I hope heads are rolling at headquarters, although they probably can't until after the lawsuit's over because it'll signal something. But, but yeah, man, I, I this is story so great. I mean, it's must see TV. It is. It definitely is. I mean, I don't have much more to add, although like, there, there's so much of this technology that is like, I look, I guess it reminded me right away of like uh, computer vision and the checkout for yeah. retail space where like people are using the same types of technology, but you really do have to be very specific 
in order to be successful down the road, like what's differentiating your version of this from another version of this, or, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you stand out and how you differentiate yourself. So yeah, it's, it's also going to be really from a legal standpoint to decide where yes. they decide where the bounds of what all right. these people are doing. Right. In That's these a great point. Begin and end. Like right. You start thinking about like the Amazon go check out free technology, what, you know, patents are on that and who starts fighting whom for what. So it's cool, man. God, what a great freaking week. I yeah. love the stories. Shop talk was awesome. Yeah. Let's get to the lightning round. All right. Let's get to the lightning round, Chris. Question one in the hot topic session at shop talk here, uh, they were talking live streaming and they said that millennial men are the largest segment who are purchasing product via live stream in the U S if your 1970s Darth Vader toy that you shared on the show last week was available via live stream, how much would you be willing to pay for it? Ooh, that probably depends on who's live streaming it to me. Like if it was like um, some man dressed in a Darth Vader costume. No, like, that probably wouldn't work. If it was like Andrew Everhart, like from like 1995, I'd probably pay like hundreds of dollars for it. Well, yeah, I had a big crush on Angie Everhart. Back I'm trying to day. think of who she is. Bordello like, of Blood. Great oh, flick. Great all right, flick. All right. All right. Skittles Ann is reportedly using AI to ensure all the colors of the Skittle rainbow are correctly distributed in every pack. And do you eat your Skittles one at a time to tell the colors and flavors apart? Or are you more of a throw a gob of them in your mouth all at one time kind of girl? Well, Chris, um, I don't feed bag Skittles <laughs> like you do. Listeners, if you see me sometime, I'll explain the, exactly what I'm talking about. But I, I'm fully prepared for the next conference this year when there's like oh, free yeah. candy giveaways and how bad your diabetes is going to go up. But no, <laughs> I, I eat them weirdly, very weirdly, three at a time. I like always eat Skittles three at a time. That's so what what does three at a time do? I don't know. I have. It's like I can't even explain it. I've never thought about the way I eat. You might as well just chipmunk it if you're going to do three at a time. I know. I know. All right. All right. All right. right. We're going on to the next question, Chris. Micmac CEO Rachel Tibograph said in her uh, shop talk presentation that 59% of the U.S. population classifies themselves as gamers, including 90% of Gen Z. What was your favorite original Nintendo uh, entertainment system game, NES? Oh, that's so easy. And it's Mike Tyson's punch out. I think mm-hmm. I've said that on the show. Before. Hands I know, down, maybe you have. Soda Popinski, Don Flamenco. It was a merchant's early prepubescent dream. I'm telling you, it was great. That was a great game. I loved it. All right. And last question. Walmart is reportedly halting the sale of cigarettes in some stores. And since last week, you casually told our loyal OmniTalk fans, of smoking during your high school years at Applebee's. Yep. What cigarette brand are you most jonesing for at the end of this long shop talk week? Ooh, I would how t- bad are you jonesing I, for? I would actually? take a P Funk and a heartbeat right What's now. What's a P Funk? A Parliament. A Parliament? Yeah. Parliament or Parliament Light? No, just Parliament. Oh my God. Yeah. You're like Black yeah. Wonder over here. Yeah, on actually, the right. that, actually, like that sounds real good, right? It now. probably does, right? That in, just a, got off that in a stiff drink right yeah, now. Right? Just like, mm, all right. Uh, well, I think we might have to have a stiff drink after this. All right. Happy birthday today to you and McGregor. Christopher Walken and the woman who is always there to put the fringe on top of the Surrey for my late great father, Shirley Jones. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Obby Talk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And we try really hard to make it fit all within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please, please remember to like and leave us a review. 
wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. We were moving up the charts again this week on Apple yeah. Podcasts. Please, please leave us a review. It makes a huge difference for us. There or in person at a trade show if you see us. We want to yep. hear from you. Thanks for doing that this week, guys. Absolutely. And be sure to check out all of our coverage from Shop Talk this past week on our LinkedIn page. And of course, as always, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is a Microsoft-sponsored podcast. Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experiences and operational excellence. And is also brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit takeoff.com. And Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest rate payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit sezzle.com.